So we want to welcome everybody that is joining us today. Um, we we are fully complete as a team. Uh, Andrew's in black and white. Don't know why, but uh, he's, he's still trying to figure that part out. But we are complete as a team at this moment. Except that, except that some big things have changed. So I don't, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but today is April twenty third, two thousand twenty one, year of our Lord Anui Domini. You guys all know this, all right. But this is this is a big date for Keep Calm because we officially, officially, are all married at this point. <laughs> the last time the Jam team was together, we had one oddball, and that was Jason. But not anymore. Jason is now a married man. This is his first keep calm. This is a bigger deal than his wedding day, by the way. That he it, it's his Almost. first day. At, I, know, I know. I actually I can't say that. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, but but you know what? I mean, it's it's just it's just good. Hey, Jason, congratulations, brother. Welcome Thank back. You, brother. I appreciate Welcome it. Welcome back. How you how, how does it feel, man? How does it feel? I feel good. good. I'm eating I'm really good. good. So I can't complain. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that's I think that's the best answer so far. Uh yeah, for, for, for sure. I think so. I think so. Um what, I'm I'm gonna remember this. Yeah, I, I don't know. And Andrew's still in black and white, where he's still trying to figure that part out. Uh but um he may actually be in black and white throughout. There there we go. We got it. There we go. Uh anyways, um, yeah, I'm gonna remember that. Uh how's married life? It's good, I'm eating well. That's that's a good answer. That's, that's a good answer. It's like all so, that matters. Yeah, for sure. But anyways, uh, Jason, again, on behalf of the team, congratulations, brother. Uh, we missed you in the last conversation, uh, but it was for good reasons, obviously. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, we, we, we excuse you, but only this time. And and just so you know, uh, Michelle, who is joining us live at the moment, says, it's Mr. Jason for you now. Yeah, because you... <laughs> I'm not sure I follow that one, but I think I understand what she's trying to say. He's now a mister. Yeah. He's, it's he's like not, if it was in Spanish, anymore. it would be El Señor. El Señor. No, 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 no. He needs to have kids for that. Yeah, he needs to have kids for that and grandkids. I think. Hey, there's levels to this stuff, right? Yeah. There is, absolutely. Um, he's no longer Senorito. That's what it is, right? He's no longer Senorito. That's <laughs> That's what we're trying to say for the, for those of you in the Hispanic community, you know what I'm talking about. Anyways, um, so hey, but once again, welcome and Michelle, thank you for joining us. Uh, we are live at the moment. We are live uh, on Facebook and on YouTube. Hopefully, I can see the comments coming in on YouTube. So hopefully, that'll also work on Facebook. If you are watching us live, give us a shout out. Let us know that you're watching us live. We know, like it's a, it's a Friday. At least out here in the East Coast. I mean, in the West Coast. East Coast is different, Martin, because it's dark out there. Like for us, there's still light. The sun is still Brother, out. It's, it's nine o'clock already. The sun yeah. came down an hour ago. Yeah, yeah. I I, I hear you. I hear you. Um, and so, so uh, you know, we're dealing with uh, with different time zones, obviously. But you know, we're happy that uh, Martin makes the sacrifice to join us even late on uh, on on a Friday night. Um, but guys, uh, how's everyone doing? Andrew, uh, Martin, Jason, everything else okay? It's good, man. Still trying, still trying to get good. set up. You guys saw me that I was in black and white, man. Oh, <laughs> and then I, I have a little a little baby kitten next to me that I'm trying to take care of because she keeps coming out. She's like like newborn. She keeps coming out of the 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 basket, so I have to keep trying to. Get her. Sorry, did you say a baby kid or a baby kitten? I think kitten. he said kitten. Kitten. Oh that man, should have been a dog. No, oh, I don't have my son there. <laughs> 
Uh, okay, good, good. I was like, yeah, I, I mean, I think you want to hold your son. I think that that might be the right thing to do. Uh, no, but uh, we, we understand. But anyways, we want to welcome everybody once again. We got uh, just a couple of things, uh, updates for you at the moment. Uh, number one is that we are working actively in trying to get our conversations into podcast form, into audio only form. And this hopefully will be a big deal for a lot of you because in that way you can just, while you're working out, right, you put on the headphones, you can listen to the conversation if you're in your car. You, we don't want you watching YouTube or Facebook while you're driving. That's a bad idea. Even in New York traffic, New York City, I know you're not out there, Martin, but but you you know about Look, traffic. Man, even, really even, here, even here in the country, you got to be careful, man. For, for sure, for sure. <laughs> um, and uh, but we but we've heard you. We've had a lot of comments talking about getting this going in audio format, and and we're definitely working on that. So hopefully we'll have a, a very uh, a new announcement soon. Um, we got some people still asking for the shirts. I, I see uh, Angie Ramirez, who is also also very important to me. She's my wife, obviously. Uh, but, uh, you know, she's saying, where can we buy the merchandise? And so you could still uh, reach out to us. Obviously, if you want to have one of these Keep Calm shirts, you can still reach I out think, to us on Instagram. I think we slacked off on the T-shirts. I think we, we need to do a giveaway for our next. No, no, that's not even the point. I'm not even going to promise anything on giveaways. I I'm not, Jason. I'm not. You know why? You, you know don't why? have a good track record, man. No, not Jason. Jason doesn't have a good track. We all no, don't have said, a good track record. We don't. We don't. No, I said we. I, I have said a good. We. I have a good track record on the t-shirts. Look, when Jason told me that he was going to send me the shirt, he sent it to me. He sent right you on know time. what? Yeah, for sure, for sure. But so you know at what? At least with me, he does. That's you know? true. That's true. It's a, it's a collective thing. So, but anyways, if if you're interested in getting a shirt, let us know uh, because we 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 do have some, obviously. Uh, but definitely connect with us, uh, whether Facebook, send us a message on Facebook or on Instagram, you can do that. Um, and then the other thing is that pretty soon we're going to be taking a, a small little break just to regroup and we're going to be coming up with a new plan. And hopefully uh, all of you are going to be uh, uh, blessed to see what's going on. But uh, thank you for everybody that's watching us live. Again, Michelle, who's watching us live. We got Javier from uh, the Dominican, Dominican Republic. Republic. Look at that. Oh, right? He says, nice. happy Sabbath. Great blessing to join this program. So shout out to Javier. Uh, we got uh, Jessica Almaguer from my church saying happy Sabbath. Um, and so, you know, and all those, if you are watching and send us a happy Sabbath, uh, let us know that uh, you are live at this moment. All right. So, oh, man, um, we got to jump into an interesting conversation today. What what I think could eventually be a very philosophical and deep conversation, but a very important one, I think, yeah. uh, that affects all of us. Uh, and many of you saw, um, or hopefully you saw our Instagram post or our Facebook post, and today's conversation is actually titled Designed on Purpose, right? Designed on Purpose. Uh, and, and maybe you're kind of finding a connection with what we talked about last time, because if you were with us last time and you haven't listened to that conversation, you got to listen to it. We were talking about this, this relationship that faith and science has with each other, right? Can they even have a relationship? And that was a very important conversation. One that, again, if you haven't checked it out, go onto our Facebook page, go onto our YouTube page, and you'll be able to find it there. Now, that being said, we didn't get to all the issues with this. And this is kind of that continuation, maybe that even like a part two, Andrew. Would you describe it as a part two? I don't know. Would you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Um, when I, when I, see, I, I thought the, the, the title was brilliant. That was, that was all Mitch right there, designed on purpose. But you know, one of the things that comes to my mind is I usually when we talk about purpose, we always talk about that in the context of believers. Mm, you know, mm. whenever we're talking about purpose, like, oh, OK, you know, you see the word purpose. You know, some one of your friends from SDA church, uh, you post that you're like, oh, you, you know what they're going to talk about purpose. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. 
at least what we're trying to uh, do from this uh, angle is connect what, we're, what you were saying in the previous conversation, right? Uh, the different perspectives of purpose and how exactly they mesh with a, a, sure. the whole faith and uh, and religion and science but, and all that. Th that's right. That's right. Yeah, we're, we're going to be connecting that in a second. And so uh, we hope that this at least leads you right to think from what we were speaking about last time to now maybe an even deeper approach to life because of what we spoke about last time, if that makes sense. But before we begin, we're going to have a quick word of prayer. But actually, even before that, speaking of prayer, this Sunday at 7 a.m. Western time, Pacific time, right? Not Eastern time. I guess it'd be 10 a.m. Eastern 10 time. Yep. We're going to be hosting a prayer um, a session for the Southern California Conference. Uh, they're going to be having their youth retreat, a virtual retreat. And so um, if you are interested, we, we just want you to keep an eye out for that. There's going to be a Zoom link where you can actually join us. Uh, we'll be posting that on the Instagram early in the morning. If not Saturday night, it'll, it'll be early Sunday morning. If you're interested in joining us, we're going to be talking about prayer. We're going to be talking about a specific question, actually. The question is going to be, what makes praying to God so special when everybody else prays? In fact, the conversation is titled, small conversation is titled, Everybody Prays, but, you know, what's the difference? And so uh, that's going to be happening this Sunday at 7 a.m., Southern California Conference Virtual Youth Retreat. Uh, in fact, I encourage all of you, if you get a chance to join during the weekend, they're actually going to be starting tonight, I believe, and going all day tomorrow. And so if you're interested in that, we'll put a post in uh, our, prom our promo Instagram. for that that we can share right here on the screen. You, or not? you know what? At the moment, I don't have it with me, but um, but definitely we can put it on. And I'll make sure. In fact, the question here from Hadiel is coming in. What is the page? on Instagram to join the youth retreat. That's what we're going to post. Okay. That, that's what we're going to post. Uh, that way you guys can join. Um, and uh, we'll have that information as soon as I have, because I have not received it yet, but it will be coming in. So very well. Uh, so Andrew, since you were the last one in, do you mind leading us in prayer? Yeah. Um, let's bow our heads. Dear Lord and heavenly father, we come before you once again as uh, your children, Lord, just asking that uh, you would be with us as we enter into your Sabbath, Lord. At this time, we are, uh, going to be tackling a, a interesting uh, topic that uh, uh, goes tied to what we we're talking about uh, in, in our last conversation, Lord, in this whole idea of faith and science and religion, Lord. And ultimately, Lord, we want to be able to express some of these ideas, Lord, but they, that they may be according to your word. We know this is going to be a little bit more philosoph philosophical, Lord, but in the end, we want to be able to base all of our thoughts, all of our opinions, all of our ideas uh, straight through your word, Lord. And we just ask that you would be with each and every one of us, Lord, as we um, start this conversation, that you would be with our hearers once again, Lord, and that in these difficult uh, uh, topics, Lord, that we may all have an open mind, Lord, uh, to be able to um, question uh, on, on some of these difficult uh, topics, Lord. We just ask that you would be with us and stay with us now, and we ask for your spirit, Lord, as we go into this conversation. We ask this in your name, I pray. Amen. 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 Uh, thank you, uh, uh, Andrew, for the prayer. All right. So, so again, we're trying to connect this conversation to what we talked about last time. But even before I think, before we can even jump into the conversation of today, I think there's something that we have to ask specifically. And, and I want to ask you, in fact, anybody that's watching us as well, you're more than welcome to put in uh, in the chat, right? Whether you're on Facebook or YouTube, let us know what you think about this as well. But there's the question of 
where we came from, right? Um, what what's our origin story? Like 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 how we came to be. And the big challenge today, and I, we're not so much discussing where we came to be and trying to prove one thing or another, but I think it's the question of how does where we came from affect the meaning of life and the purpose of life? And again, maybe not even specific to like theories of this and that, right? But we're, we're basically saying in general, right? How important is our history, our past, where we came from? To help us determine what what's up with the future and what's up with the meaning and what's up with with purpose of life, and since today we have a newlywed man with us, I think it's only fitting that he goes first. He knows all the answers. That's it. <laughs> this is this is when you start getting super philosophical at this moment. My time to shine. <laughs> so what you, what what do you, what do you think, uh, uh, Jason? Um, how does our past connect us to meaning and purpose in life? I mean, being that I have the biology background that I do, um, I, and, and being that I went to an Adventist school, uh, everything that I was taught was with creationism. It, it, I I learned like my basic classes. It was um, it was God created everything. He created everything for a purpose. He created these certain insects to be able to pollinate certain plants. He created certain animals to be able to only eat certain things and whatnot. And he created humans. God created humans to be able to take care of all of it. Even from the beginning, just from garden, from the garden of Eden, from the very first story in the Bible, we see there was a purpose to everything. And the last, the one of the last and greatest things that God did was create humans. And even then he created humans with the purpose, not just to like spend time with him, but to also take care of the, all the creation that he had done to watch over it. Right. But then if we look at it from an evolutionist standpoint, if we're, if we're looking at the beginnings of humans trying to figure out our purpose, there really is no purpose. Everything just came out of the blue. Um, somehow 23, 24 amino acids decided to join together, make it, start making different proteins. Proteins started to, turning into um, all these codons, whatnot, finally forming a cell, forming a bacteria. And there is no, there is no purpose into what it does. It just keeps on forming and forming and forming. So if we just look at it from, from the beginnings of life itself, it, when you look at it in Christianity, there's a purpose. But if you look at it from, evolu from an evolutionary standpoint, it's just random. It doesn't have a meaning. It's just whatever. Hmm. What do you guys think about that as well? Yeah. Oh, Martin, you want to go first? You look like you had your thought. No, 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 no. I, this is me. Like, okay, I'm a, I'm, I'm a thing. Go, no, go ahead, brother. I'll go after you. <laughs> no, um, it's interesting. Uh, as I was thinking about this, you know, how does our history, you know, really affect what we believe today? You know. If we look at uh, the very beginning statement, we're in the beginning, God, right? For those of us who are Bible believing that just that statement alone already puts us in a place where it gives us, um, I guess, a presupposition of God. Right. And if you take that out the picture, obviously, you lead to all kinds of different worldviews. But I wanted to share this um, and, and, and it might not make sense, but I want to tie it in together. I was actually watching a, a black and white video 
of um uh it was a black and white video it's a it's an interview where this interviewer is asking uh women and men this question of do you think that men should be allowed or should be there when 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 uh, a woman is giving birth with their mm. children and, mm. and and it's funny because you see all their responses right and many of the men are like no we shouldn't be there that's that's the privacy of uh, of the women you know that shouldn't be something and now we think about how we think today and it's like many of your people are like you have to be there but the crazy thing about it was it wasn't only men that had that point of view it was women in that black and white video, they asked, you know, what do you to the women? And the women said, no, men should not allowed, be allowed to be there. That's a, a private moment for the women. And I only say this to kind of uh, think about how it is that culture affects our thinking or the times, right? Because those also come along with our biases. You know, you fast forward to today, obviously, the thinking is much different about that. But when we talk about the history of, of you know, of uh, the, the the beginning, you know, wh- whether it was uh, God, whether it's the Big Bang, we have to think about this in a clear fashion because we're going to think in the future, I want to say 20, 30 years, right, where before creationism was something that was accepted, right, or something that was viewed as also science. In 20 years, that's probably going to be done away with. And all of a sudden, our our uh, our foundation is going to be evolution and creationism is going to be pushed to the side. So what I would like to say with that is just as how we as um, Christians have to be open minded to some of the ideas of evolution. Right. We can't close ourselves in a box. So it is that in the future, we're going to have to do the same. We have to try to remove our biases. I mean, I think it's important to look at our history and what they thought, but also remove those biases to really think clearly, because I do believe that there are some questions uh, from evolution that really do, uh, how would you say, uh, put a strain on some of the biblical views, that, views, and I think it really challenges us, and vice versa. So I think we have to think of it from that standpoint. Can can I, uh, Martin, uh, go go ahead, Martin, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, um, no, what I was going to add, um, I know that we're kind of touching on, like, creation, evolution, when it comes to purpose, but uh, I remember a lesson that in my um, psychology class, I think it was intro to psychology, and at the same as the, at the same university that that uh, that Jason went, um, the professor said something very interesting about our our history. Like me looking into uh, the type of person who I want to be, I need to just look at my parents. For example, the way my parents treat each other, the way my parents grew up, the way uh, they deal with problems, all those all all their um, experiences and all what I've experienced with them and that what I observe them experiencing is going to affect me. Mm, so mm. the way that I see it now, and, and I see it even more, uh, it was repeated again, uh, in the, 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 the pre-marital classes, you know, account uh, the classes that, that my wife and I had, um, they, they told us the exact same thing, you know, look at how your parents act with each other. And that's the way you guys are going to act with one another. Um, it really, it really teaches me a lot of how, you know, if, if we pay attention to our origin as humanity, our origin as 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 men, our origin as as a people here on earth, when we discard the beginning or or the steps that have led us to where we are now, we are number one, uh, I'm gonna quote something that people always say, right? We're doomed to repeat the same mistakes. Mm. And two, we 
we do ourselves a disservice because in the past we find answers that are so important for us to have today. You know, like now going into both uh, you know, evolution and creation, you know, um, uh, uh, the, the, the fact that we believe that there's a creator God, right? That there's that heavenly designer. It gives us where a source of where to look, but to look for answers. But when we remove it, it's kind of like all up in the air. And we try to grasp almost like in the dark, trying to find answers to questions that by ourselves, we can't, we can't, um, we can't understand or it's going to take us too yeah. long for us to get those answers. You know, um, there are things that I want to like, I, I want to know how I'm going to deal with personality wise that I have to go talk to my parents about. And in the same way, how I see is when we look back in our history, we look back at how God created us. How we look back at, at the experiences without God or with God, we can see uh, the direction that our life can take when we don't follow God or when we don't believe in, in a God, and we can see also um, uh, the source of where our answers can come from uh, when we look back. So history is so important. Origin is super important. People that discard it, I think they they, they are doing themselves uh, uh, a really bad, um, mm. I don't know, they, they, they're committing almost like a crime against themselves, you know, because they're, they're removing something that I think is very important for us as human beings. I, I want to. I, I just want to take a step back from what I and I, I. I see what you're saying, Martin. I just want uh, Andrew to clarify what he was saying for a second, <laughs> because when he said, "When uh, Andrew, when you said remove the biases," and I'm assuming you're talking about the biases that come from our past. I I, I will clarify, and this is what I sure. Mean. What what I mean by saying that is that we are not just believing in God because this is something that was taught to us and we just accept it. Or the idea that we're just atheists because I was born, born in an atheistic household. That we have to go beyond whether believing in God or be, believing in atheism. And yes, we have to look at some of those things that are core to our history or to, you know, like Martin said, what our, our parents believe. But I think we have to remove the i guess the close-mindedness of just saying okay mm. this is what i believe and i just believe I it because it was passed down that's mm. what i got I you i got you i got you yeah it, that's look that's it that's an interest that's an interesting point because look I, i'm just listening to your guys's comments right now you know when when we talk about uh, origins and history and and how does that affect jason immediately went to you know the the whole uh, creation versus evolution debate, right? And, and I'm not saying that's wrong, Jason. I'm, I'm not saying I disagree with you on that, but I, but I think that that's immediately how we think, right? Uh, the first thing that we think of is bam, clash. See one or the other, and and I think there's 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 something in that conversation, obviously, that we need to have. But what I find is maybe even something deeper than that, which is why do we even have this debate to begin with? Hmm. And and I think a lot of people are completely ignorant. To why this debate exists and and when you go back in history you start seeing that the reason why this debate exists is actually because christianity opens the door for this debate mm. like you see um we we uh, the, the the philosophical term that is used a lot of times is is like a um a subtraction narrative right which is this idea of that the reason why uh, there are more atheists in the world is because religion. Basically, remove religion and you have this. Add religion and you have that. 
And it's not that simple. It's not that easy. People to try to paint it like it is, but it's not. It's not. It's so much more complicated. But there was a specific world, right, that allowed for these things to happen. Now, to, to what Martin was saying, though, I got a text for you guys that I have always found incredibly interesting. And this is Judges chapter 2. Uh, this is a transition moment between the last big, uh, uh, I, I don't know, um, orig original hero, right, which is... Mm which is Joshua and now the time of the judges who are not as big as Joshua. And it's fascinating to me. This is judges chapter two. And I'm going to read verse seven really quickly. It says, uh, the people served the Lord throughout the lifetime of Joshua and of the elders who outlived him and who had seen all the great things the Lord had done for Israel. So these are generations that had seen these amazing miracles in the past, but all of a sudden they're dead now. Right. And so verse 10 says, after that whole generation had been gathered to their ancestors, another generation grew up who knew neither the Lord nor what he had done for Israel. Okay, so now you got the setting, right? Now you got this generation of, of those who don't know God and don't know what he did in the past. And it's verse 11 that blows my mind, which says, Then the Israelites did evil in the, in the eyes of of the Lord. So look, this is what I take from it. Okay. This is, and again, this is scripture commenting, I think on what we're, we're talking about. I think that your past has a massive bearing on your future. Mm -hmm. And the moment that we disconnect the past from the future, we are in trouble. Now yep. I am a firm believer that God created us. And so what I've seen is that, and this is going back to what Jason was saying, when you remove God from our past, in other words, God did not create you, what are you left with? And I would argue that what you're going to be left with is a bunch of confusion and chaos and a lower quality of living. Now, yeah. some would argue that that Christians or the or religion or church did that. But you know what? Here, let me get rid of that argument altogether. Yeah, the church corrupted a lot of things in the process, like we said two weeks ago. I have no problem saying that. They messed up what God originally intended. And that's biblical, by the way. Israel messed up what God originally intended. That does not mean that the original purpose that God had for us doesn't have bearing for us now. And so the moment, as especially as Christians, that we disconnect from God, we know evil kicks in. Now, what happens when, as a society, as a worldview, we disconnect from God. So, so, so here's my question to you guys. And this is now going back to what Jason was saying, right? What happens ultimately if we believe God did not create us kind of a very scientist scientism point of view, right? What happens if we believe God did not create us? How does that, how does that affect us? Especially in the context of purpose? Well, I mean, you, you practically just said it yourself. It leaves us in, in a mess. We there there's there's no point to anything. We don't have any any significance to anything really. Because I mean that's what a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of uh, what's it called um, like very prominent um, uh, I guess you could say uh, evolutionists or even if um, atheists say like they say you have no purpose. They just live your life and get your own. Do whatever you want. There's no there's no purpose in life. You're just born and you die and that's it. You're just part of the cycle. That, that's really what happens when you take God out of the picture. There's no, there's no greater sense of life. There's nothing to live for. It takes it, 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 in 
I could be saying this because I'm biased because I know what I would consider what I know better, mm. but it, it just takes the joy out of life. It takes the, the sense of wanting to get up in the morning. Cause I have a purpose. It okay, takes but the Jason, Jason, but can I ask you why I, I agree with you? Right. But, but why, why is it that we lose so much if we believe that God did not create us? I'm asking you. I'm asking you, Jason. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I, okay. So if we go to the Bible, if we go to, if, what is it? I think it's First John 4. It's where it talks about what God is. It talks about God being love. And it's because of love that we, his love towards us, that we find a sense of meaning for life. It's because of what he did for us, his, his great sacrifice. To me as a Christian, if I don't believe that God created me, I don't have someone that loved me from the very beginning that because my very existence from the very beginning, since before I was formed in my mother, mother's womb, like, like the psalmist says, mm -hmm. like he already knew me. There's, he already loved me before I was even created. Like if that's not even in the picture for me, for me as a Christian, if, if I don't have a God that loved me before I was even born, like what, what's the point of being here? Hmm. Like what's, what, what am I going to do with my life? Do I just, do I just live and die and that's it? What's that's a great, that's a fascinating question. What's the point of even being here if God did not create us? What, what, uh, I don't know, Martin, were you about to say so? Oh, sorry, sorry, Jason. Yeah, go ahead. No, and I mean, and that's that, that, that's the, that's the exact thing that people that do not create, that do not believe in the, not even, not, not just in God, but just even in, uh, in an intelligent design or a creator behind things, that's kind of what they, that's kind of what they live with thinking all the time. They just think, what am I even here for? Like, what, what's the point of even being here? Mm, mm. And that's why, that's why to me, the whole big bang theory, all of these evolutionist theories, it's like, okay, then there's no answer to anything. Like you, you're not explaining anything to me because then what's the purpose of being a human? What's the purpose of all of this organized formation of life organized from the, from very small cellular things why would there be such an order to create such a complex organism mm. if there's no meaning to anything? Mario, were you about to say something as well? Yeah, um, just honestly, it's, it's to piggyback on, on what Jason said. Uh, when you remove God, a lot of the uh, most atheist or even evolutionist point of view is like uh, humanity loses value besides the value that it puts, out, puts itself, puts on mm -hmm. itself, you know? So, for example, I'm, you know, uh, Mitch, your wife and your kids, they might think they, they put the highest value on you. But me, a, stra a stranger, right, wouldn't. But when uh, a stranger wouldn't and, you know, you can easily say like you can easily see how when you look at how people make decisions, how they value one person more than another. But when you remove God, right, remove God from the picture and we go solely on, on what science teaches or, or these theories evolution uh teaches we do value humanity as a whole that means mm -hmm. if humanity has no worth then then you can do anything with humanity that's where you have people that commit all these horrendous crimes on 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 on, on millions that's where uh you have no no value on on life um, no value on either giving life or taking life. Um, 
you remove basically our our moral compass because for us as christians god gives you your moral compass you always go back to what he says because he's the ultimate moral authority but when you remove god you no longer have that 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 uh um that true north right uh and in us not having that anymore then all we can do anything we can do anything with with our biology, we can do anything with our ethics, we can do anything with our morals, we can do anything even with our philosophies, they can go all over the place. So uh, it creates a massive, massive confusion on, on a scale that we're just barely seeing because that's honestly what we're seeing now. You know, th this whole idea of, of, of no absolute truths and, and no no, uh, you can't tell someone if they're right or wrong because it's your truth or versus their truth. All that is just like it's it's a it is a, um, an effect or a result. Sorry, a result of removing uh, the the moral the moral giver, you know, God from the picture. Martin, but why can't I just make up my own morals? I mean, I mean, yeah, why, why you, you, know, use, you use it? You use the term true north. Why can't I just make up my own true north? Well, because even in science, there's one true north, <laughs> you know, um, and, and and with with us, for example, it, it will all, it will fall on on society. It will fall it will fall on on your view on how you how you grew up, but it it can't work that way. Like we all agree that that it's wrong to kill. At least I assume, right? Um, it's we all I agree. Would, I would agree with that. Yes. I okay. We that. we all agree that that you shouldn't steal. You know, or, or we all agree that that, you know, every person or every man should have one wife, every uh, every wife should have one husband, you know, but in in when we remove God, when we remove what God offers, which I think is morality, uh, all bets are off. That's where you have uh, these these religions that that teach polygamy, you know, these religions that 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 teach also that women are subservient to their husbands, you know, and and again, it's it's removing the the value that God gives to life and to each individual, which science does not give. It falls on on each individual to find their own worth, and man, that's the result of what we're seeing now. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are trying to find their own purpose, trying to find right. their own worth, and they're lost. And they're lost. Yeah. Andrew, we're like, wait, I'm reading my notes while finishing. Uh, uh, also here, waiting for you guys to finish. Uh, there's several things that I wanted to mention. Um, there's a quote by uh, G.K. G.K. Chesterton, Chesterton, English writer and philosopher and lay theologian, which says, "Excuse me, the tragedy of disbelieving in God is not that a person ends up believing in nothing. Alas, it is much worse." A person may end up believing in anything. That's such a powerful quote, especially with what you guys were talking about. Uh, about the, uh, yeah, uh, uh, the confusion that comes from uh, uh, the different ideas that come from uh, taking God out of the picture. And uh, one of the things that I kind of wanted to piggyback off of, of you guys, when you remove God from the picture, obviously this opens the, the you know, things to atheism, right? The, the, the removal of God. And when you go into the whole the, the the worldview of atheism i think it opens up two options right i was looking at a uh, uh, um some debates between uh with uh, richard dawkins and peter At uh, atkins which are both uh atheists right and 
from Richard Dawkins, Richard Dawkins' point of view, uh, science can explain everything, right? And from Peter Atkins' point of view, science can't explain everything. Uh, as a matter of fact, he says that when it comes to things like purpose and the afterlife, he calls them nonsense questions. He says these are things that we don't need to deal with, Who is this? And I, which I think is a cop out. But the thing is, the two things that you're left with is either from atheism and removal of God. Either you're left with the option of uh, ignoring the question of purpose or you create your own, you create your own purpose, as you guys were saying. Now, I want to uh, quote Richard Dawkins from a, a, a he was on a podcast called the AI podcast, artificial intelligence podcast. And I, I think it was interesting because he, he thinks about uh, uh, atheism and what we're talking about. He thinks we can create our own um, uh, uh, purpose. But it's, it's, it's fascinating how we're talking about a confusion, right? When you remove God, you could believe in anything. It seems like he's struggling with himself. In this in this uh, uh, conversation, uh, the guy the, the guy who's doing the podcast on the AI podcast asked him, uh, "Let me ask." It says, "Let me ask the last, the silliest, or maybe the most important question." So right right off the bat, the guy is saying the silliest, but wait, the most important question. So the guy himself seems like he, like he's trying to undermine the question of of purpose, but at the same time saying, "Wait, it might be the most important." And and the interesting part about this, he says, what is the meaning of life? He asked Richard Dawkins this. And Richard Dawkins' uh, response, I think, is, is interesting. He says, he says this, he says, from a scientific perspective, it is to propagate, it is the propagation of DNA. And then this following statement is, but that's not what I feel. That's, that's not my meaning of life. Hmm. So I think this is interesting because he's saying, that the purpose of life or the meaning of life is to propagate DNA, right? To multiply, just simply to reproduce. But at the same time, he's saying, but that's not my meaning of life. So he's almost contradicting what he's saying the meaning of life is through science perspective and then saying, well, that's not my meaning of life. So we see already the confusion that creates it creates when we remove God from the picture. They don't know which one to take, right? And so it is that um, we see these two things. Um, and one of the quotes that I like from, uh, well, I don't like, it's a quote from Albert uh, Camus. He has this quote. It says, he talks about honest atheism is despair. He, uh, these, these two quotes from Albert Camus, it says, you will never be happy if you continue to search for what happiness consists of. You will never live if you are looking for the meaning of life. And this one is actually a quite depressing quote. He says, the literal meaning of life is whatever you're doing that prevents you from killing yourself. Wow. This philosopher, great, great philosopher, Camus, realized that if you remove God from the picture, life is ultimately meaningless. You are a cosmic accident, which obviously we do not believe. So ultimately, even if you create your own meaning, you have to realize that ultimately you're the one creating it. There's still no ultimate innate purpose within us. We are just creating that that meaning um well, andrew i, I, I yeah. yeah no no no. It's very interesting i, I want to get back to what you're saying i just want to make sure that i i recognize some people who have uh answered the question as well uh michelle elliott smith says aimlessness i i, I would just add the ness at the end right mm. so what 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 happens 
if we remove God, aimlessness. Um, and she expands on this. She says, no true meaning attached to your life, no purpose or goal, nothing to pass on to the next generation. Aimless cycle, mm. right? That would be her clarification. Sylvia Anderson says, no accountability or care for life, right? Uh, and why? Because our ways are tainted by sin. Look, I I, I want to say something to to this. Uh, there, there are many things that are running through my mind. So, so bear with me here, okay? Number one, that is an incredible statement, an incredible statement. When he said, when Richard Dawkins said that um, that the scientific purpose is the propagation of DNA. Look, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if 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 you guys catch on to what he's trying to say, okay? And I've had professors who have told me, as well. I went to a uh, secular university for my bachelor's degree, and I remember sitting in a bioethics class. All right. And, and look at this. I'm, I'm about to just bring in something that has maybe nothing to do with, with the way uh, sometimes the biblical worldview comes in, but you're going to see how crazy this gets. So the conversation was based on the fact that the number one goal of nature is to promote the propagation of DNA. That is to pass DNA from the father, mother, whatever it is, from the uh, 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 from the originator to the to the next generation, right? Whatever, however you want to put that. Okay, so from one generation to another, that is the purpose. And so, he says, all life is designed so that it can continue living. And so, somebody raised their hand in the class. It was a class of about like two hundred students. Somebody raised their hand in the class, and this person said, "Well, wait a minute. Under those things, then what happens?" with homosexuality in a biological world hmm. like the one that you are saying and the professor responded i kid you not the professor responded and said homosexuality would be an abnormality in nature because homosexuality does not promote the propagation of the dna does it yep. right and so imagine imagine how confused we become now because on the same side is fighting for these things right um and, and, and so you say, wow, what's happening? Well, take that even further for a second. Jason, Martin, Andrew, take that even further for one second. Well, if you found out there was an individual out there that contained a virus that was deadly enough to kill many other people, under the mentality of our purpose is to propagate DNA, right? Because that's the only thing that, and that is what it tells us. Well, then why should we keep that person alive? We should kill them. We shouldn't try to keep them alive. We shouldn't yeah. try to save them. Or what about Wait the handicap? Yeah. Let's take it's it even further now. Line, yeah. It's under that same yeah, line. Let's take it even further now for one second. Oh, so now we got Hitler and the Nazis. No, not the Jews. Not the Jews. I'm not worried about that situation. I'm talking about the fact that they were also exterminating those who had defects natural defects this is this is historical this happened with what purpose to make sure that the human race would become stronger yo you know what's happening right here this is what happens when you remove god from the equation right mm -hmm. because look check this out now i'm going to go back to what martin was saying i, I want to see what you guys think about this well martin said that humanity has no worth without god well i'm going to i'm going to try to clarify what you said martin let me correct me if i'm wrong I think what you were saying was that humanity has no intrinsic worth. It has no ontological worth, right? That is worth that is you the moment that you were born, even mm -hmm. before, potentially, mm -hmm. as Christians believe. Mm -hmm. If there's no intrinsic worth, then worth has to be either given 
or earned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. In other words, if if I don't come with worth, then someone has to tell me you are worth it or someone has to say, earn your worth. And that's so problematic. And that's what we see now. But keep going, keep going. No, no, no. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. No, and that's what we see now. Think, think about how when people struggle with uh, um, image or, mm. or, or self-esteem issues, right? Mm. Image or self-esteem issues. It's always, well, I don't think I'm this. I don't think I'm that. I don't think I'm this. Especially in, in, the, in the era that we're living of social media, they, many people find their worth by how many likes they receive, by how many followers they have, mm. by, by who quotes them, who tags them, who, who does what you know for them, right? So their worth is no longer, they don't come with it. They're expecting somebody else to give it. That's where you go with, with one of the subjects that we touched on, materialism. They latch on to money. They latch on to cars. They latch on to their looks. They latch on to whatever else is tangible. But when they lose that, they're bankrupt, man. Yeah, you, you, what you, look, what you brought up is a perfect example. And and, and I want to see what you guys think about this. Because you know when someone is in that hopelessness, purposelessness, okay, right where they don't find purpose, they don't find hope in life, they don't find meaning in life. You know, we start worrying about potential suicide. Mm-hmm. Now, now I don't know how you have a conversation with someone who says I'm not worth anything from a purely scientific, naturally evolutionary, biological point of view. Mercy. Because how do I give them? How do I? How do I express to them that they are worth something? I would say, oh, you're 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 worth something to me, and the response to that would have easily been just like, well, who are you? Mm-hmm. What are you worth, or whatever? Well, but wait a minute. When someone's dealing with something like that, you know what I can do as a believer in God? I can go in and actually tell the person, wait, but you were created in the image of God. You were created with intention and purpose. In the in the in the phrase that Andrew likes so much, designed on purpose. And all of a sudden, because God designed me on purpose, in the words of Jason, you know, I, I, I was fearfully and wonderfully made as he quotes scripture, right? All of a sudden now, life life starts changing. I'm not saying that's the solution to suicide. All I'm saying is that that question of worth now be, is resolved. Something that I just don't know how you would minister to someone who, who says, I'm not worth anything from a naturally evolutionary biological standpoint, from a purely purely naturalistic point of view yeah and this is the crazy thing because like if you look at it from a from if you look at it from a scientific standpoint since charles darwin survival of the fittest right if we go on with that mentality it's like okay i'm stronger than you then by all means i could end your existence but then what does god say in the bible love your neighbor as yourself sermon on the mount you, oh, jason jason hold on yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, no, no, you, no, you, you just said it right no, now. Okay. You said Sermon on the Mount. Go for it. Yes. Okay, so that we keep going with that, and then all right, we we again we go back to survival of the fittest. Nobody has value, but then what does the Bible tell you in John three sixteen? For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him has His eternal life. We all know that, right? But then it keeps on going. For He for He came to save everybody, so that nobody gets lost. Mm-hmm. And that we, we could just read um, verse 15 and verse 16 after that. It gives so much value to human life. 
but when we look at it from from an from an agnostic from a atheist viewpoint life has no value mm-hmm. so it, it well it has it value blows my jason mind. jason it has value but the value would only be for the continuation of the species for the continuation of the species and and so if you so then the person who is barren who cannot have children has no purpose. purpose of them has no value has no purpose yeah, I, I I wanted to mention something. Uh, I think we're you know we're talking about uh well the two the two options that I said you know either we create our purpose or the other one I wanted to touch on a little bit is what uh, uh Peter Atkins does is he ignores the question of of purpose altogether and says this is not a this is a non-issue right and this is one of the brightest minds that hmm. that you know uh, debaters of the atheistic world you know so saying cool. saying something like this that we don't have to worry about purpose. The problem I see with that is the fact that innately something in us wants to worry about purpose. You know, when from an atheistic per- perspective, right? If there is no God, right? Why, e- why, e- why even have, why even like uh, Martin was saying, why even do good? Why even do all these different things if it's ultimately life is meaningless, meaningless. Yep. right? And when we think about purpose from from that perspective it's impossible to live it out because we might say oh i don't believe in purpose i can live without purpose but every day we live like if we do have purpose every day we put meaning into something every day we put faith into something whether the atheist says that they don't have faith they have they put their trust in something we might put our trust in god but every day you're putting your faith or uh your eggs all in 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 one basket or, or another Right. So this idea that we can just put off the question and say, oh, you know what? I'm not going to think about this question about purpose. I'm just going to I'm just going to live for I'm just going to be try to I want to live for happiness is what I want. But at the end of the day, when you lay on your pillow and you have to ask yourself, why am I here? You have to answer that to yourself. You don't have to ask that to anyone else. You have to think about why you're here ultimately. Right. And when we think about happiness, happiness runs out when you get a new car. Oh, that's all good for about a year. And then what happens? You know, you get in. So maybe you get in a relationship. Oh, how long does that last last in the world? Not too long. Right. Oh, when you get a new house, all that lasts for how long? Right. And your experience of life tells you something different. While people and the greatest scientists may say that purpose is a non-issue. It's not a question we have to answer our experience and our experience of life and how we want to give meaning. And every single day that we live tells us differently. Uh, have Have you guys seen the the um, I and I hope to connect this. Uh, you guys seen the 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 movie of uh, uh, Blackfin documentary Blackfin on the orcas? No. On Sea World. So. Um, okay. Well, I've heard of it. I've never Bla- seen it Blackfish. Before. Blackfish. 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 That's the one. Um, well, there there's a story there of of this specific uh, whale, orca at some Sea World. That had a uh, unfortunate uh, incidents where it attacked the owners. Mm. Right. So yeah. the, yeah. the Sea World, the 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 one that had him, had to come to one decision: either to kill the orca, or to continue yeah. the continue the 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 lineage. Right. They decided to continue it. But every single son after that, every single male or even female that that came out of that one orca was aggressive and attacked the attacked the their trainers so what they determined is that 
they wanted to cut the lineage to cut them that's it not not mm. give them the op opportunity to 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 create more this brings to mind in 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 humans you know uh, andrew was mentioned was mentioning uh, um the handicap uh, uh we can talk about people that are born with, with cerebral issues uh, um you know any type of the gen uh, uh, ge genetic disease or or imperfect in, in, in <clears throat> if we solely took on the 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 um the view of of science right that in order for us to you know that the reason why why, why we're here is to continue uh, uh our dna Right. Well, we can easily play God and start deciding what DNA we want, what DNA we no longer want, what DNA we want to allow to grow, what others we want to fade away. And we were seeing that as a result, not sure. only why, why people, um, the, the, the mass uh, genocides that were created in the past, but even now how people favor one, uh, one group of people over another. You know, when when they no longer see value in a specific group, they no longer see value in 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 the um, in humans. You know, I guess we we begin to dictate our the value not only of ourselves but of our brother. Uh, yeah, you know what? Look, I I wanted to I wanted to mention this because I think I think that's what you just said right now is very interesting, and um and and Jason, you said something very interesting too that I think is is fascinating. Um, if you follow the line of thinking, right, uh, if we are creatures that ultimately had no original purpose, so in other words, we were not, we were not designed, we were not created, you know, it, we, we just happen to be a long line of, a of effects of consequences, right? Um, I, I think you would end up saying that you exist because you just so happen to exist. Um, mm -hmm. not, not because you purposefully exist. But in that case, if you have no original purpose, then any purpose that you find, right, is is made up. Uh, it it's totally made up. It it it's something external to you at that moment. Yeah. Uh, it it's something that you appropriate, but it's not. It doesn't belong to you. And whatever that is, and so this is where I think we run into problems because now you start saying, well, then if there is no purpose in life, does it matter really what I do, or does it not? And, and, and look from a, from like a third party standpoint, like if you were just looking at all of this and this is where I'm going back to what Jason said, Jason, you mentioned the sermon on the Mount, but I, I was hoping you were going to quote this when Jesus begins by saying, blessed are the poor. That's a fascinating statement because the poor in that time were the weakest of the weak. They were also the sickest because they didn't have access to the best amount of food or, or, or to the best quality of food. Um, when he says, blessed are the poor. That's a revolutionary statement because what he's saying is that those who society does not value are valued in the kingdom of God, mm -hmm. right? His argument isn't there is value out there. See if somebody will give it to you or see if you could appropriate that value. That's, 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 not, that's not what Jesus is saying. What he's saying is you are blessed. Not that you can be blessed, not that you will be blessed, but that you are blessed. And this is the same thing with value, right? Or with worth or with meaning. You would have to say, well, not that you can achieve purpose or that you can achieve value or worth. The idea of scripture is that you are valuable, is mm -hmm. that you are worthy, is that you do 
have purpose. Not that you can have purpose, but that you have it. Now, um, with that being said, right, I I, I think there's this a statement that I want to read to you guys, but I, I think there's something to be said about the evolutionary process, which is this. And this is Karsten Johnson. He's a, a PhD. I'm, I'm quoting him. He says, how can a universal law of evolution lead so inevitably to the highest summits of human perfection in mind and spirit as well as in body when it remains so utterly imperfect in itself? Imperfect above all in the means it uses to each the end of perfection. Let me explain this for a second. Uh, you know what uh, scripture teaches us is that we the pinnacle of humanity is actually at the beginning, not at the end, right? The pinnacle of everything in humanity, Adam and Eve, perfection in the image of God, completely in the image of God, right? And then everything has been degrading from there because of sin. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Evolution doesn't teach that. Evolution says that we are at the pinnacle of humanity at this moment, right? It is the simplest life forms. Jason, you could probably comment on this. Simplest life forms, right? That eventually became more complex life forms to eventually reach the level that we have reached. Mm -hmm. So we are we are looking at opposite worldviews, right? One that says we have degraded, biblical. The other one that says, no, we have achieved the highest. And, and this is progress in the process. He says, look, how could we talk about achieving perfection when the process itself was so imperfect? And he says, and this is the, fa the fascinating question, would not the result of such a process be a cold and unfeeling state inconsistent with our inborn concept of meaning and perfection? So he's saying what Andrew was saying here, right? There is something innate in us that tells us we have meaning and perfection. And yet I look back at the process and I'm like, wait a minute. No, I don't. It and doesn't now, match. It doesn't, right. And now there's this weird, unsettling feeling of like, wait, wait, so do I or do I not? Mm -hmm. And so here's what I want to ask you guys, because obviously we're, we're critiquing a worldview. But now I want to ask you guys, well, what about the biblical worldview? Let's look at the gospel, for example. How does the gospel change this conversation of purpose and meaning and human worth? What do you guys see in scripture that says, yeah, that's way better than anything else that can be explained to us in any other fashion? Um, I mean, there's so many. Now go ahead, bro. Go ahead, bro. El Don. El Don. There's so many instances, instances in the Bible where we are told what our purpose is. And if anything, like um, we're reminded several times of where our purpose is. And we creation, take care of the garden. We get kicked out of the garden. What is it to spread, to spread, spread the news about God. When you go further down, we go into the new Testament. It's like, okay, everybody forgot about God. Just the Jews, the Jews are messing up. What's, what's the purpose now? Spread out about the death of Jesus. Tell everybody what Jesus did for us. I mean, if anything, that's one of the last things that, that, that Jesus commands us to do right before he ascends to heaven. He's like, preach preach to everybody, to every single tongue, nation, uh, and tribe. So every, there's no way, if you look at it from a biblical point of view, there's no way you can't see that somewhere that your purpose falls along the line. Somewhere in the Bible, you're going to see that you have a purpose. And if not, look at the end of the book of Matthew. Tell everybody about Jesus. We are, if, you, if you don't find your purpose anywhere else, you don't find the purpose to be, let's say, you don't find a purpose to be a doctor. You don't find a purpose to be a, a teacher. You don't find, the Bible's telling you, tell others about Jesus. 
that already from a biblical point of view, you for sure have a purpose no matter what. Yeah. 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 What, um, what, what Jason hit is very important because, uh, um, a purpose God reminds us constantly from Genesis all the way to revelation. We see God repeating it over and over and over. I know the, the hairs that are on the head, uh, the sparrow falls. How, mm -hmm. if that's important for me, how are you more important? The fact that when he created Adam and Eve, uh, he said it wasn't just good. It was very good. Um, you know, uh, it said, uh, Jeremiah tells us that God's plans for us are, are more than what we can, we can understand. Right. Um, and, 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 and even, even more than his plans for us, it's what he wants out of those plans. You know, you want, he wants it to be good. He wants it to be something that, that, that once he wants us to prosper, he wants us to, to, to show like, this is, this is what I had planned for you, you know, um, because again, uh, uh, Jason mentioned Israel, Israel constantly fell back in what this world constantly teaches us that you have no value, that your mistakes define you, um, that you, you, you're too far deep into, into the rut of sin that, that no one, no one, not even God can, can remove you. And then God still comes. Look, I created you. I, I put you on this earth. I give you, I give you, I give you life. And it's this is the other crazy part that, that science doesn't give. Even in death, for those who believe in God have value, hmm. you know, which, which, which when we see death in, in nature, it's like just one more corpse. You know, yeah. just 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 one more, just another animal there lying on the side of the road. You know, well, I see them here when you like when the when the deers get hit. You know, um, but when when a human being dies, when when uh, um, when you know people suffer. You know, there there's 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 a missing there, there's a uh, uh, there's there's a void inside the heart. But even in death, there is a hope that God gives us something that science doesn't offer. Science doesn't offer the hereafter, the answer hereafter. It's almost like it's left, it's either left in limbo or just okay, well, well, there's nothing left over. And that's that's horrible. Mm. You know, as humans, we we want more, we want those answers. You know, I think that's why when people are faced with death, even they're so afraid. But when you look at when you look at, at Christians that face death, there's a hope in death. You know, there, there, there's a hope. Why? Because they they trust. On the Creator, they trust in the God that that told them, "Look, I'm going. I I, I take care of you, life and life. And if you choose to believe in me, just like Jason mentioned, John three sixteen, you know, you will receive uh, a e eternal life as a result of your placing your trust, placing your life in my hands." Yeah, um, I wanted to mention something. You know, I I think when we look at this whole idea of purpose and what the Bible tells us about purpose. There's so much that we can look at, right, from the idea that God says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself, right? Uh, that this is, this will, this is our, our, our greater innate purpose. But also, on top of that, the plan of redemption, the purpose that he has for us, right? I think that Jesus' death on the cross uh, shows, this, uh, shows this the best, right? That he died on the cross, that we should... That, that we could receive salvation and through the de his death on the cross, we would see the love that God has for us. And in return, 
uh, 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 share that love with others so that they may be saved as well. Mm-hmm. I, 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 it's an interesting thought that came over over me because I'm I'm thinking about everything you guys are saying and about purpose, right? Well, what what purpose God has for us as as a whole and what the Bible says. There's a there's an argument that the atheist I, I heard an atheist use and I think it was an interesting one. It says that 99% of the universe cannot say sustain life. Only 0.1% on Earth uh, can sustain life. That means that 80% of life and no, and 80% of life has gone extinct. And and the and the the atheist says and you attribute this creation or this design or all these different things to God. He says that sounds like a bad design or bad purpose, right? For all these different things, if all these things are broken down, uh, and uh, as I was thinking, you know, about the purpose and the design and everything that God has done for us, you know, it, it actually reminded me of uh, uh, Stephen Jay Gould. He has a book called Panda's Thumb. Right? We cannot un- we cannot understand purpose unless we understand design. And how it was designed and why it was designed. And in this book, Stephen Jay Gould and Panda's Thumb pretty much shows that pandas have a protrusion, right? Kind of like where our thumb is at. And in this in this book, he's kind of making the case that many people thought for a long time that pandas had a did not have a proper thumb, that they in, in essence, God in some way made a poor design with the pandas, but later found out that even though the panda's thumb was not perfect for grabbing something. It was perfect for for uh, doing bamboo, for mm. get shredding bamboo. Mm. So the the point I want to say with that is that when we don't understand the intention or the purpose of the design, I think we can get lost in that. If we see, we, if we can truly value what God did with the panda, if we understand His purpose and His His design, when we say, when we look at ourselves and and this world, and we say, "Oh man, this world is falling apart. There's all these different things," you know. What what design? Why is this such a poor design? Or what is the purpose of this design? But then we think about free will. We think about a God coming down uh, uh, in human form to die for us, right? In Romans eight eighteen through twenty five, it says, "For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God." For the creation was subjected to futility, not willing, but because of him who subjected it in hope, right? What you were saying, uh, Martin, because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of the corruption into the glorious liberty of children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs together until now. Not only that, but we also who have the first fruits of the spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves eagerly waiting waiting for the adoption the redemption of our of our body for we are saved in this hope but the hope that is seen is not hope for why does this so for why does one still hope for what he sees right and it continues when we look at this and we say well what is the purpose of everything that god is doing here is is this a poor design is this you know with all this suffering it says here that even the earth itself was subjected to, yeah, to the to, adult of to, sin. Uh, degradation mm-hmm. that is going to all because of the fact that God in his true loving nature chose to give us free will to be able to make a decision. And even though we had the ability to, 
to, to make bad decisions, he still made a way for us out and had a purpose and had a plan. Not only are we innately valuable because we were created in the image of God, he has made a way to redeem us in ultimate purpose for our lives, which I think that atheism lacks. Yeah, just because we don't see a purpose for it doesn't mean that there isn't a purpose. Just like when people just that he mentioned the panda's thumb, right? The other thing that came to my mind as he was talking uh, is the appendix. A lot of people thought that for years that was useless. Now we know now we know better better. It's part of the endocrine system. It's a valuable part of, of, of our body, you know, and just because we as humans don't uh, think, right, or in this case, we don't think that our origin or, or our history is important, you know, we, again, we, we place ourselves in a, in a disadvantage because we don't know, or we know, right, we, we hear, the four of us know, right, where, where our origin is from, but the one who chooses to remove that from their life is basically you know, uh, uh, um, removing something so vital that will give them uh, a course to go on, will give them direction in their life, will give them not only direction in their life, but direction during the hard moments of life where you ask yourselves those questions, where you go in those moments of, of crises, right, in your life and in your family, in the world right now. You know, um, and, and, you know, by the grace of God, we have the truth that we have. But others, you know, they really need to uh, consider twice, um, you know, uh, in, in allowing well, God to fill, to fill the questions that, that they have. You look, I, I'm, I'm hearing you guys. I, I, I find your comments very interesting. Um, and I'm not disagreeing with what you guys are saying at all. Um, uh, but... I, I I feel that it still becomes a very uh, uh, human-centered, a very anthropo anthropocentric uh, form of view, right? Where we're saying, look, uh, our purpose is here in, in, in Scripture. And Scripture tells us, for example, you know, go and tell people of God's love and stuff like that. Um, I, I'm curious what happens if you take it back just a little bit. Well, why did God create anyways? Um, I, I, I know, I know, I, again, and the question is why life, right? Why, why exist anyways in, in, from God's perspective? Like, I know what happens when we sin. I understand that. And then you see God's purpose and, you know, we'll, we'll use texts like, you know, John three sixteen for God so loved the world. Right. Um, but, but, but this is why I'm asking this. I want you guys to hear this text. This is Ephesians one, three to six. Is I think we're sometimes even just so blinded in a sense by sin that that we forget world before sin or humans before mm. sin, right? And hear me out here. Ephesians 1.3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. And this is fascinating. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to as sons, uh, as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. Let me tell you, that's a fascinating text. And this is one, the one thing I want to point to. He chose us in him, 
before sin, before Adam and Eve ate from the tree, before the very foundation and existence of our lives, we were chosen to be holy and without blame before him in love. You want to find purpose? I get it, right? We're trying to find a reason or something to do. That's what I'm saying where I mean like it's very human-centered. If you guys understand what I'm saying, like it's it's about like, hey, what, what do we do in life? How do we do these things in life? And yet what I find here is that that the purpose ends up being God as well. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that makes sense, right? The idea is that, that, that the purpose is to be holy, which only God is, without blame, which only God is, before God, in God's love. So wh- what I end up seeing is that the whole purpose of even why we exist is to point to holiness, to, to, to him, to God. Come on, come on. Let me see what you guys All think. Right. About. I, 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 got, I got something for you. I got a, a, a question right back for you, uh, Mitchell, because you're saying that um, we are, we're, we're saying it's, it's about us and you're saying it's about God, right? And I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you, but I, I want to ask this question to you. If God designed us to love him and praise him, doesn't that make him egotistical? Doesn't that make God egotistical or doesn't us? That, doesn't that make God egotistical? I got, no, wait, 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 before you answer, I got a follow-up question. I got a follow-up question okay, that I okay, think will, right, will right. counter and even will, will change to both of you. Both of you guys are dads. Fair enough. Both of you guys are dads. Why did you have kids? Could that be the same reason also? Because you wanted little ones that will love you. Wouldn't that also make you egotistical? So oh. God needed love. <laughs> the silence. You, you know what? I, I, no, I don't. Here, here we go. Here, here we go. I, I don't. No, I don't. Go. I, I, I yeah. like here we go. Here we go. I, I don't. Think, I, I don't. Think, I'm going. I don't think this. I don't think this is a problematic question whatsoever. God did not need love, first of all, because God is love, and we know God is love because of the Trinity. The fact that the Trinity has always existed, right? And from a Christian worldview, the idea is that God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, as we understand it, right. But these three beings within this unity, they are love. And of course, it has to be because you cannot love unless there's another. Right? You cannot love yeah. unless there's another. Now, Andrew asked the question of, uh, it, it, doesn't that mean that God's egotistical? Well, wait a minute, though. But if God created me, and I know that God creates out of love, the text, by the way, I just read it right now, right? That we were chosen, predestined. We were basically, we were created for a reason in love. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, define what love is to me, because I think you just went back, Andrew, to a definition of a very self-centered love, which is not the biblical definition of love. Oh, you know how I know? Well, I got first Corinthians 13 right now. Do I need to quote it? I quote it. Here we go. You know what? I'll read it right now. I'll read it right now. It says, love is patient. Love is kind. Jason's got this text in, 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 in his mind right now. Okay. That, that's uh, that, that has to be in his mind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. In other words, God's love isn't self-seeking. There is no way by definition I could say that God is egotistical for creating us to love him. When by definition, love is not self-seeking. All right, and, uh, Andrew. You said you were going somewhere with this. No, no. I, I, I was going to uh, agree to that. 
You know, I think that oh, question is. Oh, come on, man. I thought I was waiting. I was waiting for for the gloves to come off, man. No, no, no. Uh, I, I, I completely agree with that. And, and you, uh, I thought you were going to deflect. And I was going to say exactly what you were going to say. So. Whoa, 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 whoa. We, we, <laughs> I'm just kidding. We don't, we don't, we don't, no, we don't deflect kidding. on Qcom, brother. We don't deflect on no, Qcom. I think that that is true. I think that, uh, you know, when people ask that question, you know, isn't uh, praise and love to God egotistical? I think it's, it's, with the assumption that we're thinking of human-like love, right? We're thinking of God in the perspective, even though in some pers- in some aspects, um, you know, God, you know, obviously he came in uh, in human form, right? And to show us what that love really looked like, I think mm. instead of making God human-like, it's more that we have some of the aspects that he has. That, we're creating in, yeah. in his yeah. image, yeah. right? So, you know, when we talk about this idea that, you know, we're supposed to people have this idea of um that god wants us to that god needs us to praise him that god you know uh uh needs us to love him but i think we're looking at it from a different perspective you know when we look at the gospel right and we fall in love with god that love automatically comes as a thankfulness to god god mm-hmm. wants our love ultimately obviously he sent he sent that that uh sacrifice so that we may be saved but ultimately doesn't need it we're the ones that actually benefit from that as a matter of fact in romans 9 the same chapter that you were in it says what if god uh romans 9 22 23 says what if god wanting to show his wrath and to make his power known endured with much long suffering the vessels of wrath prepared for destruction and that he might make known the riches of his glory and the vessels of mercy which he had prepared before and for glory. Mitch, you said something important, that he chose us before the foundation of the earth. God has been wanting to share, right? like it says right here, make known the glorious riches of, uh, make known the riches of his glory glory, on the vessels of mercy. He is longing to be able to share that experience of love, not only right now in this degraded world, but for eternity. So this idea that you know god needs that love he wants us to experience what he already knows right right what well, he, he is right this is something that benefits us that's why we're hardwired to love god and, and love our neighbors at our, as ourselves not because it's something that uh, we must do but because something that innately is is what connects us to him yeah I, I, super super quick super quick and I, i'm going to deflect this to uh to jason in a second here but uh, Martin, you asked the question, maybe it could be related, right? This whole question of why did we have kids? And I can't speak for everyone, but I could tell you why we decided to have kids. We decided to have kids because we wanted to love kids. In other words, we wanted to have our own children so we could give them the love. Like literally that was in our conversation. There was a moment where my wife and I, we loved each other, but we looked at each other and we said, you know what? It, it's time. We need to have a child. Because we wanted to share that love with something more. Mm-hmm. Now, this is where I deflect this to Jason for a second. Uh, Jason, look, man, I'm, I'm a friend of yours on Facebook and on, on Instagram and stuff like that, man. I've just been seeing a bunch of your posts of your wedding day. <laughs> Why in the world are you sharing stuff of your wedding day? Why? <laughs> <laughs> okay. You left him without words. Wow. Speechless, like on his wedding day. <laughs> it was because it was a moment that was like, 
I now I get to share my love that I have for this person with right. everybody else. Right. And no, and, and like something that blows my mind too, like now that you mentioned the whole kids thing, like it's it's conversation that, that we've had. And it's like if anything, like I even think having kids makes you understand God's love even more. Cause sometimes like how can God love me no matter what I do? How can God always be there ready to forgive me? And I just see things that my parents have done for me. What I see other parents doing for their kids. And no matter what, even the story of the prodigal son, no matter what that child does, you still love them. You still take them back. You still want to help them. And that just gives me a glimpse of me being that I'm not, I'm not even close to being a parent yet. But that just gives me a glimpse of things that I've seen in other people. Because I haven't experienced it myself. That just gives me a glimpse of the love that God has for us. If he was willing to even give his own son. Because even in the Bible it says like, uh, uh, the, the perfect form of love is laying, laying down your life. For another. For someone else. And, yeah. that's a, and there's nothing in the Bible. There won't be a single thing in the Bible that the Bible says that God hasn't already done. It gives you that example yeah. for one. And putting down your life for someone else is the greatest form of love. What did he do? He gave Jesus. And he, Jesus is willingly. Jesus could have still. In Gethsemane, Jesus could have. He could have easily said, you know what, God? This is it. I'm done. Right. right. Have this cup pass over me. Right? He right. had that moment. And it's in the Bible. But because of his love for us, he still decided. He made the conscious choice to do it. I mean. What greater love is there? Yeah, yeah, and I and and that's that's a that's I think that's a that's such a fascinating question as a as like a little anecdote here. We were having dinner just like two days ago, uh, the four of us: my five year old, my three year old, my wife and I. And uh, uh, Chloe, my three year old, says, um, uh, "You right?" She says like something like, "Right, mommy, when we don't behave, you don't love us, right?" And Micah looks at her and says, "No, Chloe." When we don't behave, even God loves us. And and that just, you know, it was just that moment like, yes, that's that's right. <laughs> and that changes everything, right? Mm -hmm. In the sense that God doesn't love you and doesn't give you your worth because of what you do. It's because of what he has done. Mm -hmm. Andrew, yeah, yeah, go ahead, man. Yeah, no, and just to add to that, you know, when we're kind of, Try to use the analogy of being in a relationship. We're talking about, you know, God not even requiring praise because he doesn't even need our praise. Mm. But uh, does he want it? Sure, I would say sure. Who doesn't want who, who wouldn't want that? If you're if you're thinking about in a relationship with your with your spouse, you know, when you give praise to your wife or you give her compliments, what girl doesn't want that? If you truly love that, love that person, you will want to give that person praise. You want to give them compliments. I would say if you're not, then then you're that relationship something's wrong with that relationship. But you know, you want to do that when you truly love someone, and I think that's what it is. It's coming from a perspective of oh, I have to do that because you know God made me to love Him and love people or and praise Him. That mm. I have to do that. No, you don't have to. He doesn't want someone who's forced, uh, you know, a forced love. He wants us to do it because we truly know who He is and we love Him. Just like our spouses, just like our kids. Yeah, <clears throat> definitely. All right, well, look, guys, we got to wrap this up. This is, 
you know, I, I think we have got to have a conversation on God's love at some point. Uh, I, I think, I, I think that's a conversation that, that needs to happen. This is the greatest conversation ever, but here we're going to wrap it up with this. All right. Uh, and again, everybody that's joined us um, and has been with us, thank you so much. By the way, we got a shout out for you, Andrew, from Pablo saying, hey, Andrew, hope uh, y'all are good. So uh, Pablo, shout out to him. Um, and by the way, uh, to something you had said, Andrew, right when you were saying it, Sylvia also had posted this. She said she had said him dying on the cross says it all. Our purpose is not only to tell others, but to show others we are all loved beyond what can, we can even comprehend. Um uh, but I want to finish with this very quickly. Uh, and, and you know, if you could, this is final question here, but, you know, if you can just briefly, how would you answer this? What, what would you tell someone that, that, that says something like this? I don't know what my purpose is in life. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what would you tell someone? I got to correct the grammar on that. What would you tell someone that says, right? I don't know what my purpose is in life. How would you respond? Maybe someone out there is thinking that right now. Maybe somebody that'll watch this later on is thinking, look, I don't, I don't feel like my life has purpose. How would you guys respond? Who wants to go first? Remember, Jason was the one that just recently got married, so he has this all is the true. Uh, <laughs> I'm if I think this is one of those questions where you have to be blunt with the person. So mm. I would tell him, Well, I don't know your purpose either, but you know who does? It's God. Mm. Mm. Talk to him. That that is blunt, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to him. Talk yeah. to him. Talk yeah. to him. Yeah. If you can't find your purpose in the Bible, if you're not reading the Bible and you're not finding your purpose in there, I am pretty sure God's gonna lead you to that answer. Mm. I would go, I would go probably into uh another I just, just want to like just close the conversation on that, bro. Because that was that was about as blunt as you could get. Oh, okay. So I couldn't stop Remember everybody five words. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Like, oh, <laughs> you know what though? But just just to comment on that, it's true though. I think sometimes yeah. we try to uh counsel other people, and, and Jason, you're right. Like we try to make up a purpose for them. Like, like let's stop that. Let's be honest with them as well, right? Like I, I don't have all those answers. Sometimes even I'm trying to find where God wants me to lead. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. I, don't if, I, don't, I don't, I don't know, Jason, if I would totally use I, those I, words. I, I think I'd be a little nicer about it. I think I'd be a little nicer. I got you. I, I, got so. you. I got you. I got you. Sorry, Mario. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I, what I was going to add, you know, uh, besides us not being actually to give them that answer is uh, where are you looking? Who are you hearing? Who are you listening? You know, because mm. sometimes mm. the reason why people say, well, I don't know my purpose is because they're looking all over the place and they're hearing so many different voices that that confuse them you know um and again it it goes back to to if you if if you want if you want to know what your purpose is in life you got to go to the one who brought you the one who who gave you life Mm. you know if if that's the case that's going to draw us to our parents and if our parents are religious they're going to point us to the lord you know uh if if our parents are not then we're going to go to friends and friends that actually have those answers. So if they're looking for a purpose, I would say speak to someone that knows their purpose and mm. kind of pick their brain and, and find out how did they get there? What did they do? You know, who did they talk to? You know, what type of questions that they, that they, that they ask? because in, in, in that, I think it would help them also, give them direction where they can go. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's a Christian, you know, hopefully it's someone that's, that's, that's a, a Bible believing Christian that will point them to the Lord. The Lord has, as, 
as the answer if we if we are looking for purpose so you know it's 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 a uh, um yeah that, that would be my answer sure sure for sure andrew what are you thinking uh yeah um i think that's a that's a tough question because <laughs> i mean honestly i think that all of our all of our purpose even now and, and as as old as we are our purpose are still unfolding to say that we know exactly what our, we have what we're talking about here all uh, innate purpose right that god we're creating god's god's image right we have that ultimate purpose yes but i believe that god also has individual purposes for all of us uh, uh underlying that greater purpose right a uh, proverbs 25 says the purposes of a person's heart are deep waters but one who has insight draws them out so we have to look to the one who has that insight right the fear of god is the beginning of wisdom god is the one who has those insights and if we are sticking close to god he's the one that's going to draw out those gifts draw out those different things that that lead to ultimate that ultimate purpose right when uh when i was i was thinking of an an analogy you know whenever we see those kids toys you guys ever seen those they have a a triangle a square a circle right you know and you try to fit one in there it doesn't kind of fit you know sometimes you know we have the triangle it could fit into the square but it doesn't fill it out you know Mm -hmm. sometimes we try to look for these purposes on our own and it doesn't fill it quite you know we're kind of trying to mess with this but God is the one, the ultimate purpose, and he's the one that's going to allow us to, to fill in the bigger picture. You know, if we, we think of the people that we have right now just on the panel. We have two pastors, right? That's a calling. That is a purpose. I hope that this show that we have here or, or that this podcast we have is part of our purpose, right? Uh, uh, Martin used to be in the medical field. God called you out of the medical field. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. What? <laughs> you know, he, you know, he's a pastor now. Someone asked last week, can I be a, 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 a going to the science field and retain my faith? I think that's part of looking into what our purpose is yeah. under the underarching uh, ultimate purpose that love God and love our neighbors as ourselves. What are the gifts that we have that God can use to be able to yeah. preach the gospel, whether it be through science, you know, ministry, uh, uh, biology, you know, whatever field, English teacher, we all have a purpose that I think is unfolding and we're not going to ever know that uh, purpose fully until, I mean, you know, at the end of our lives. Yeah. You know, uh, I appreciate all your answers. Honestly, I think I would answer in one form or fashion uh, by what you guys have said Uh, very quickly. Michelle writes a comment that I think a lot of us would share as well. Right. I'm still asking the Lord to please not let me miss his will and purpose in my life. Right, I was created to serve, honor, and worship Him. I use the talents He gives me to bless Him and bless others. And I think that's a that's a that's a fascinating statement. And I say this because there's this there's this quote uh, that that I want to use just to kind of wrap this up. This is uh, Christ Object Lessons, uh, page three twenty nine. And I think if if someone were to come up to me and say, "Look, I don't know what my purpose is in life," my pro- my my first answer would probably be, "That's okay." If you don't mm-hmm. exactly know what your purpose is in this life, right? Um, But she says something fascinating. Ellen White says something fascinating. She says, the talents, however few, are to be put to use. The question that most concerns us is not how much have I received, but what am I doing with that which I have? And she says, the development of all our powers is the first duty we owe to God and to our fellow men. Mm. That's, That's an interesting statement, the development of all our powers. And then it gets even better. No one who is not growing daily in capabilities and usefulness is fulfilling the purpose of life. Wow. 
and so you know what you know what i'm i'm you know what that quote brings to, to my mind it's you know what if you don't know what your purpose is in life grow grow your purpose in life will come but god has given you gifts and abilities and skills and we all have them some a lot some few but we all have something that we've been given that is part of us and so grow in those things and i think if you allow god to use what he has given you and you allow that to flourish kind of like that like that budding flower right and just just allow it to open up you may not realize what the purpose is in life but god is doing something and so if we keep using our talents, if we keep using what God has given us, right, for others, as as uh, as Andrew put it, um, you know, loving God and loving our neighbor, I think we will find purpose and meaning in life. But it always is within the context of recognizing one thing. God has given me these things. And therefore, there is purpose. And although I may not see it now, God does. And I'm going to trust him along the way. And I'm just going to allow him to let me grow day after day. Guys, guys, look, this is, this is, this is a great, great conversation, honestly. And I hope uh, that all those who are watching, everybody who gave a comment today, and maybe those who were not, maybe those who joined in for a little bit and stepped out. I hope that, here we go. I hope that it fulfilled a purpose in your life <laughs> as well, right? Um, but, but allow me to say this, though. I think uh, this is one of those conversations that you definitely want to share with people. Uh, definitely don't want to keep this. Let let others hear this because I think there's a lot in this conversation, especially uh, for those who are hopeless, right? In in a world that pushes you to hopelessness, there's a lot of hope in Jesus that we can find. Uh, but again, thank you for everybody everybody that joined us today. Uh, we're so happy that you were with us. And again, don't forget to uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, or Facebook, and uh, to like it. Uh, I, I don't know why people like it, but whatever. I, I know that's what people say out in the in the in, in these platforms. Um, but definitely share it with someone. That's more important for yeah. us than anything else to share it with someone. And with that being what said, it, like, share, and subscribe. That, like, yeah, share and subscribe. like, share, and subscribe. Yeah, like, like, share, and subscribe. That, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, with that being said, we're going to end with a quick word of prayer. And so uh, we're we're going to give it to the don, right? Uh, to the señor, the señor, Hasson, <laughs> right? Señor Hasson today. So Jason. Uh, do you mind leading us in a final word of prayer? Let's go ahead. Let's pray, guys. Father God, I want to thank you, Lord, so much for another day of life. Thank you for taking care of us up until this moment, Lord. And thank you for leading us into the Sabbath hours, Lord. Um, now, Lord, uh, you, know, I, you know that tonight's conversation was rather important, Lord. Some of us sometimes have trouble finding our purpose. Some of us sometimes think we'll, we'll never find our purpose, Lord. But we always know that with you on our side, we always have a purpose. Because you, lo you loved us so much that you came to die for us on the cross, Lord. Maybe, Lord, uh, one of our viewers or someone that will view this, Lord, still doesn't know what, that purpose for the, what purpose their life has. But I pray, Lord, that through prayer and through study of your word, Lord, they will come to learn what their purpose is. They will come to, to know that you have a purpose for them. Lord. They, they were wonderfully and, and beautifully created, Lord, that they're not just some random explosion that happened and that now they're here, but that they were carefully made, Lord, that you tailored them to be just one of them, Lord, that they're not just an accident. Please, Lord, um, help us 
help those of us that are on our journey to find that, find that Lord. And if we may be grown adults and still not know it, Lord, but help us to just stay, stay holding on to you, Lord, that you may be the purpose for us to live, that you help us make all the correct choices, Lord. Thank you, Lord, so much for dying for us on the cross, Lord. And please bless every single one of the, of the viewers and future viewers of the, of, of this, of tonight's program, Lord. <clears throat> As for all these things, and you're going to pray. Amen. 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 Jason, thank you once again for uh, uh, leading us in prayer. And again, everyone that was watching us today, that was watching us live, that is still watching us at this moment, we know these conversations sometimes can get a little long, but you know, it's only once every two weeks. Come on, it's not that bad, all right? And it's on Friday <laughs> night, so, you know, I mean, as Sabbath, as you're entering into your Sabbath rest, you're good, right? Just relax, get some popcorn, listen. Uh, popcorn's fine, right? I think popcorn should be fine. But get some popcorn, listen Vegan to the conversation. Chips aren't that bad. Uh, chips, uh, chips as well. All right. Uh, but, you know, the, the whole idea is we hope that you are blessed. And in the case that things get pretty crazy in your world, especially in this world that says maybe you don't have meaning or worth, that's what you hear from out there. Don't forget, there is worth in the love of God. Always mm. is. And we also got five words for you. When that happens, keep calm and Advent on. Just keep looking to the coming of Jesus. There is something great in store for you. You know it. Keep trusting that. God bless. Have a great night, and we'll see you in two weeks, God willing. We'll see you soon. God bless, guys.